You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Suckle Busters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the Chops Power Injector System. The 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills, visit them at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com, or call them 800-423-0698. And by Mangrate. Use code BBQCEN for 25% off your purchase at mangrate.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill, the Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. This is Chad Hayden with Moose Miners Barbecue, 19th Annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Vacant for the past two months in a row, but here to assume his traditional Every second Tuesday of the month segments, 
Meathead Goldwyn of AmazingRibs.com. From all accounts, the most heavily trafficked website as it relates to barbecue and grilling. So if you are listening right now and you've never visited, head on over and see what it's all about, and then you'll be able to take in the fun and frivolity that Meathead and I will ensue in over the next couple segments. Tonight's topics would include such things as internet advertising, sausages, and a rib savior, if you will. We'll get into that. A little bit more at 9.14, he will hold over for the uh, third segment of the show, or the second interview segment, and we'll wrap up the first hour. Then we'll head into the second hour, where you will find the longest-running sponsor of the show's director of marketing and sales, Bob Trudnack of the Barbecue Guru. Number of topics to get into with Bob this evening, not the least of which is what is going on with the Onyx Oven, what is going on with pit temperature control devices, things of this nature. So we'll get a broad-spectrum review of all of the uh, offering portfolio items that the Barbecue Guru currently has, what they might be working on. I'm always looking for the scoop when it comes to Bob, and usually he's like, nah, nah, nah. But we'll see what happens tonight. You never know with Bob. And then helping me close out the show in my effort to keep Texas in the hearts and minds of competition barbecuers, the pitmaster of Republic Barbecue, Brett Bourne, will be joining us. Brett, a fresh eight-time grand champion uh, as of his win this past weekend. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, six grand championships. uh, I'm sorry, uh, six reserve grand championships as well, so... He is trying to track down Kit Polk of Canned Heat and the Lone Star Barbecue Society Team of the Year race. So uh, looking forward to getting to know Brett Bourne a little bit and uh, recapping his weekend and all that good stuff. So there you go. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. are your two bits of contact information if you want to jump in on the show tonight. All right, hey, blast off an email if you could. You know, you're watching the show. Maybe you have a friend that likes to barbecue or grill, or maybe they're talking about getting into it, and you're thinking to yourself, this might be the best way for me to get them really hooked is getting the link out to the show. I personally appreciate your way of thinking. We're like-minded individuals in that regard. So blast off an email or make a Facebook post or get on the tweeter and let everybody know the show's on. A couple of different links to send them to. If you know they only like audio and they have no use for video whatsoever, or maybe they're driving in their car, more and more people hooking up the aux cord or going Bluetooth audio Jones on that situation and listening to the internet like it is streaming in the regular radio stations of their automobile or truck, depending on what you drive. Send them to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. There you will find, as I had mentioned last week, and I'll get it up here right now on the... uh... Oh, look what I've done. Here we go. See, this is the newly revamped website right here. You have this really large on the air. So if you click on that, it brings you to the tunein.com page for the Barbecue Central Show. You will get the live stream from 9 to 11 every Tuesday. 
after the show ends at 11 o'clock tonight or Tuesday, in succession and rotation, you will have shows that are dating all the way back to 2013 currently. So you can catch up on a bunch of old sh- you getting a rerun are slim to none. However, in my effort to be completely contradictory, the day after the live show, which is Wednesdays, starting right after the show ends, because I'm you know, recording this show as well for podcast listeners, this show goes up uh, right away, right around 11.55 in the evening, and then for 24 hours after the fact, so all day tomorrow, you will get the, this show that is airing right now, the September... 8th show, I believe it is. You'll get the September 8th show all day tomorrow. So now it is live stream as it happens, so you can't fast forward, but bump in and you know see what you think if you if you mix it. So, uh, but this is what the new website looks like. So you have the big on the air button in the center. Uh, you have the video link right here off to the right where it says the outdoor cooking channel, and then you can navigate from there. A lot of people were asking about the newsletter link. Uh, we moved that; it's up here in the top right of the navigation. So there you go. Very fun, very exciting, all this good stuff. So that's where you want to send people to if they're interested in watching the show tonight. Now, maybe they are interested in the video. So am I. I would love to do some video stuff, so why don't we do that? Tell them immediately to head on over to uh, OutdoorCookingChannel.com and... Or directly to OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now. And you can be right there taking this show in on your computer screen. If you have Roku or some other internet protocol television devices, you can uh, go to those particular app stores, download Outdoor Cooking Channel if the app is there, and you can watch it right from the comfort of your television as well. All right, so a couple quick things here before we get to Meathead in uh, the next few minutes. I want to give a a big mention to the pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team, David Qualls, for helping me execute the best brisket I have done to date. And quite frankly, I couldn't have done it without him. I, You know, maybe nobody realizes, but brisket is freaking expensive. Whoa! Two 8.4, 8.5-pound brisket flats to the tune of $100. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't score pork butt. Who cares? You screw that up. I mean, it's very forgiving. It's cheap as dirt. Big deal. I mean, you're talking six bucks a pound for brisket. All of a sudden, you know, you. Do, I, I don't want to screw that up. So I, of course, call on top men in the industry. Perk of this job right now is having access to all of the top men in the industry. So. I had counsel with Dave, and he set me straight, gave me some method to make sure that I wasn't going to dry the brisket out, uh, temperatures to shoot for, things to feel for, what to put in the foil, a lot of inside secret stuff that I cannot mention. And man, oh man, I'm telling you, it was some of the best. Now, I got to be honest with you guys, because you know if I'm holding back, I got to be honest. The temp on the Lang, I I ran up a little bit higher than I should have. Okay, so that's me. And I overshot the temperature just a bit. If I'd been a little bit more diligent, a little bit more around the general area, perhaps I could have had an even better brisket, which 
to, in my mind, is like, how could that possibly be even better? But it could have been. If I would have hit my marks, what, what do we talk about with the pitmasters? Hitting your marks, being consistent, all that stuff. That applies to me, too, when I'm in the backyard. And I let it go a little bit. Uh, had to had to run up the coal bed a little bit, so I was running a little bit hotter for an hour or so. All things that factor in, but thank you to uh, David Qualls for taking the time out yesterday to help me through my brisket cook. And I have a review coming up. I found a way to get really good audio quality from video. I'm not going to get into that. Maybe I'll do a video on that one as well, but I have a video review separate to the show it may air on the show tuesday but it'll also be up on the website for you to look at on a product called chargon c-h-r-g-o-n chargon.com check that out i'll get the review up maybe as i said we'll play it next week live on the show all right folks let me talk to you about the longest running sponsor of the show i just mentioned a couple minutes ago located in warminster pennsylvania the barbecue guru Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from any other company? I don't know. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into the minute detail, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature. Once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sounded good to be true? It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Because, hey, maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with the kids, you're doing errands. You don't have the time to set around 10 pit temperatures. The guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or slab of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's a number of different models to choose from. We're going to get the lowdown and the specifics from Bob Trudnack in about an hour from now. However... If you want to run multiple cookers and get multiple internal temperatures of meat readouts and all that stuff, you're a geek. CyberQ Wi-Fi might be right up your alley. Now, maybe you're a little less geek. You just want, like, a cruise control for your pit. Maybe the party queue is something you should look at. $149 for most cookers. It underwent a bit of a, of a, of a uh, facelift a handful of months ago. $149. Easiest point of entry. For pit temperature control devices, self-contained package, runs on AA batteries, can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. It's simply to use. Now, maybe you're in the market for a cooker. And we'll be talking with Bob Trudnack about this Onyx oven. What's going on with the Onyx oven? We'll get the lowdown here tonight. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we are back with Meathead Goldwyn of AmazingRibs.com coming up. In just a few short seconds. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. I can't even talk. Uh, More to come. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hang out. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. 
Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. What the hell happened to my screen here? 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. The next stop on the tour is this Saturday, September 12th, 2015, in Kansas City, Missouri. Local event that will send the top six teams to the Midwest City, Oklahoma Regional. That will be on uh, September 26th. To find out more about the Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check the results, or perhaps to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash sam's tour trying to get my skype reloaded here completely cratered as i go in my next guest can be found here on this show typically the second tuesday of each and every month although the last tuesdays eh, dicey dicey at best Actually, Dicey doesn't even begin to des- describe what's been going on. Nevertheless, live from the windy city of Chicago, Illinois, my friend and yours, Meathead Goldwyn joins us here on the show. Meathead, how are you, buddy? Hey, it's good to be back, Greg. I missed you. Hello, Centralites. Meathead, what the hell is going on where you're missing two months in a row? I was getting send out the Amber Alerts and SOS, and <laughs> Meathead is sold out altogether, and he's not doing your show anymore because he's multimillionaire. I mean, what's going on with AmazingRibs.com? I've had the lost summer, uh, Greg. It's Oof. just been hey, – we've made videos. I got into the I, – I, you know, I am not Guy Fieri. I just have Liz. <laughs> I have a face for radio, Craig. I gotta be join the be club. In the podcasting business, but we made 15 videos this summer, and uh, writing scripts, producing, directing, starring in them, and trying to do broadcast quality. Um, I think we've done something a lot better than what's out there. Anybody goes to AmazingRibs.com, clicks on the video tab, you'll see a bunch of them. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll be putting up the, uh, the blooper reel any day now. <laughs> it's better than the real stuff, but it just ate up a lot of time in my book and I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm just, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm tired. So you are, uh, what, what did you like best about the video stuff? My co-star. I had a really oh. pretty blonde co-star. Oh shit. You did. Holy moly. What was her name? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of Jenny Johnson. Never. She's out of the Boston area. She does cooking shows in the Boston area, and she's a celebrity up in that area. She's not well-known around the country, but she's a real video pro, and I'd never done this before, and having somebody by your side who can coach you up and tell you what to do and how to do it and where to look really helped. What else really helped, Meathead? Uh, alcohol. No, she's she's super hot. That's that helped as well. <laughs> uh, oh, more than once when she saw my attention span waning, she'd lean up against me from behind. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Little friction. Like it. Uh, what did you like least about production? Well, it, it seemed we did. Uh, we shot for five separate days, three to four videos a day, 
and managing all of the loose ends. We had 15 people on the set. Um, uh, it was 85 to 90 degrees every single day. It was just scorching hot. But it was fun. It really was. It was a real education. I learned a lot. I know a lot more about um, TV and video production now than I ever did before. And we did good work. Uh, there, there's some really good stuff there. All right, where can people go to see you on video with a hot chick? <laughs> Amazingribs.com, and then there's a tab across the top that has all our table of contents. Just click on videos. All right, easy enough. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show, as he just mentioned, Amazingribs.com is his website if you want to check it out and you've never been there. Uh, do you have a wiener on your head? Yeah, we, we, we thought we'd talk about sausages tonight, yeah. so I, I brought my sausage hat. All right, now one thing that I know you're um, passionate about for the time being, yeah, is uh, Robert Wright, who I guess you have either named him or he has been do, uh, dubbed the Rib Savior. Well, I'm sure most of your audience has seen the video. This is a guy out of Fresno. Um, he's in an apartment. The apartment next door catches on fire. His place is filled with smoke. He runs in, pulls his old grandma and his wife, who's pregnant, and his kids out and gets everybody out and then realizes, holy cow, I forgot my ribs. And he runs back to the grill, which is covered in smoke and practically engulfed in flames, and salvages a slab of ribs. <laughs> and the TV camera guy shows up, and he's standing there with a fork holding a slab of ribs, giving this interview how he saved the ribs. He wasn't going to be without his ribs. And I just I looked at this and I said, this is my brother. Um, he's homeless. It destroyed all his possessions. So we started a GoFundMe campaign for him. Um, I, there's a link on our homepage if anybody wants to help Robert Wright, help him get back on his feet. Um, we got about $4,000, and uh, the folks at Tony wow. Roma's Ribs donated a bunch of barbecue to him. And uh, we're, we're trying to help out a barbecue brother who's got a bit of bad luck going on. Do you has he been in contact with you at all or, or oh yeah yeah so like are you uh, are you guys have a budding friendship going on or or what we're we're in touch I mean the biggest question is is when can I get the cash yeah no shit well if you're gonna give me four grand meathead we're gonna be even better friends than I thought we were gonna be yeah. hey you know you and I, I I got a bottle of wine with your name on it I know you got to get your butt over here it's uh, it, it's a struggle the likes I have uh, never thought would be encountered but don't worry we, we have time we have a little time left a little is it gonna turn yet I don't know I forget I forget what the heck vintage it is now it's a, it's a wasn't it long. a six wasn't it a 2006 no no it goes back into the 90s no way uh, or 80s no way yeah that's silver oak yeah wait. silver oak no. cabernet 80s in a magnum yeah and i think it's from the 90s all right I, I, i'll bet it says 2006 on it because my favorite wine ever was a, ca a silver oak cab 2001 that was no, like the best no, year is, of silver older oak. than that because i really? i got out of the wine business in 2000 oh, and i had it by then really yeah, all right. I'll go check. All right, that's that is completely unimportant, except just to you and me. And well, I guess in the end, that's most important of all. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing that you are heavy on, and that you've been able to to build some financial success on, is a the website. But then 
you know, what's the the one thing that a lot of people talk about when it comes to, okay, I'm going to start a, a website. Well, how can I monetize the website? They start throwing out all these hot button terms and all this crap. And you've been able to do that, but, you know, as with anything, barbecue, cars, technology, times, they are changing. So if you could, pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, when you started and, and monetizing your website and how that has kind of uh, changed over the course of time. Well, you know, we, we both know a lot of people, yourself included. Um, uh, we have a little uh, email uh, conclave uh, about a half a dozen uh, barbecue writers and bloggers who communicate all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody wants to kind of make, you know, the, the idea of coming down the stairs in your pink slippers and your gym shorts and going to work and making a living is a really great idea and a yep. great fantasy. Right. I happen to have been lucky enough to pull it off. I got into the business at the right time. I made some good business decisions. And it's worked out for me. It's it's pretty hard for anybody else, and a lot of people think you can do it with advertising. And one of the things that's going on in the ad world right now, and we were talking about this, is that um, Google's gotten their nose into it, and now ads are being um, bidded on. And some of the gun people who buy advertising want some sort of guarantee that people are going to see the ad. So now you have to meet the requirements that it's visible on the screen for a minimum amount of time. And um, rates are going down. Requirements from the advertiser are going up. And the old idea that you could maybe make a living just off of advertising is kind of drying up. It's it's not that easy anymore. All right. So how does one change with the times? Is it something where you just have to incorporate it? A number of different models to make the same kind of money, or do you have to uh, do you have to, to hold firm to, to what you are going to be charging, or you know things like this? I mean, how do you how do you do the financial stuff? Well, I think I think the internet is going to change drastically. I think websites, small individual, independent publishers who depend on advertising for a living, are going to face a really tough struggle. Um, the big websites, the ones like Food Network, that are part of a group of magazines or television stations, New York Times, newspapers, magazines that have a web presence. They're all on multimedia platforms. They'll be okay. They have revenue streams. They can negotiate. Buy an ad in the magazine. We'll give you a deal on the website. Um, But the small mom-and-pop website who thought they could survive on advertising may be a thing of the past. The, and, and, you know, there isn't a week that doesn't go by that I don't get a complaint from somebody saying about, well, you've got too goddamn many ads on your website. You know, I mean, it, it, you you got to pay the bill somehow. And we've been really, really better than a lot of websites. We're very careful. All the ads are across the top and down the right. They never overtake the screen. Um, once or twice that happens because some advertiser slips a little something on us that we don't know about. Um, uh, we don't have ads floating in the body of the text. You don't have ads when you scroll down and, you know, the, the, the text doesn't have ads over keywords and stuff. Uh, yet people still don't like the ads. They, don't wanna, they, they, they want the Internet for free, and they don't understand that it costs money to run a website. Fortunately, we've got a couple of other revenue streams, not the least of which is, is our Pitmaster Club, um, which is a membership 
Um, people pay 24 bucks a year to join the Pitmaster Club, and we give them what we think is a pretty good value, and they seem to agree the renewal rates are pretty high. And that's really been our savior, uh, because we don't have that big magazine or broadcast network or something. And you're still doing the videos and stuff like that for the Pitmasters Club? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, uh, This whole series of videos that I just did are up there. I just interviewed our friend Chris Grove uh, on um, um, uh, Kamado Cooking. I haven't gotten it online yet. But once a month, I try to do a really fun interview. I'm not as good an interviewer as you, but I've tried to pick up a few tips. And uh, spending an hour with somebody and really digging down in, you know, is... Uh, uh, kind of fun, and uh, we've learned a lot. You know, we've had Tuffy Stone and Dr. Blonder and others, and uh, some really good interviews, and that that's exclusive to our members. So we've offered value, but I mean, that's a that's a foundation of our financial future, and it, it's proven viable. Not every website can do that, though. Not every website can charge admission. Meathead Goldwyn joining me from AmazingRibs.com. Uh, Meathead, if I could point out one obvious thing when it comes to the internet, I mean, you know, 15 years ago or whatever it was when it just started to come online, part of the pun, can you imagine that the one thing that everybody thought you would be paying through the nose for is still free? We all know it. We all love it, whether you admit it or not. It's porno. Oh, porno is free on the internet. Yeah. Out of all of the things that people are charging for, you can still get porn for free. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, I, um, yeah. Their business model seems to be: Oof. if you like it, then you'll pay for it. And it must be working for them. Um, it's it's similar to my business model, only I don't take my clothes off. Hey, good and news. You should be glad of that. Good news. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe I should get into some of the adult barbecue business. Maybe there you go. Injectors go. and hole packers and butts and whatever. I mean, you know. Oh. What am I talking about? Um, let's get into, uh, for the balance of this segment and uh, then into, uh, after the break, sausages. You know, yeah. let's, let's get into some kind of a barbecue situation. So uh, I know you've been kind of amassing a large sausage, uh, sausage section that you're either looking to get up to the website, or maybe you have just recently done, or something like that. But you know, let's talk a little sausage. Yeah, I'm, it's something that's been slow coming. We have this long list of things that I want to do more of. I want to do tandoori cooking. I want to do campfire cooking. And one of the videos we did was we did a really great um, apple crumble in a uh, cast iron pot. Love and we're going to do more and more of those things. Um, but um, uh, we we've been playing with sausages for a long time. And finally, have you know struck upon a technique and a method? I mean, sausage making is really old. It's been around since prehistory. Yeah. But you know, you're dealing with ground meat, um, and I mean, there's really not a huge difference between making burgers, making pates, making sausages, making hot dogs, um, uh, meatballs, meatloafs, kofta. Uh, they're all ground meats of some sort, and uh, there's some basic techniques that, if you follow them, work pretty well. You can make them into patties. A hamburger is a sausage patty, really. Breakfast sausages are often served in a patty. Or you can stuff them into a casing, and you can get casings that are cellulose or animal 
um, intestines. Uh, pork, pork guts are pretty popular. They're about the right size and the right flexibility. Um, you can get lamb, which is a little narrower. Um, uh, you can make raw sausage, which has to be cooked. Can't keep it forever in the fridge, uh, just like a ground hamburger or something. Or you, there are pre-cooked sausages. You can make a sausage and then smoke it, and it'll keep for a long time in the fridge. Or it can be frozen. Um, uh, you can make cured sausages. You can use frog powder, which is a curing agent. Uh, it's got nitrites in it, and it preserves and also gives it an interesting flavor. Your hot dogs have um, uh, frog powder in it. Andouille has frog powder. We've got, we, we have cracked the andouille. It's, it was the hardest one, but I, we've got really good. It's not on the site yet, but we'll have it up soon. It's really good. Tonight I had our Chinese duck sausage. Um, I stuffed a zucchini with it. It was really good for that. Um, um, so I've got about six or eight sausage recipes up there and a really good size article on technique, what you need in the way of equipment, what you need in the way of um, tools, uh, safety procedures. And it's really not all that hard to make a sausage. You, and you can make the classic kinds. You can make a breakfast sausage. You can make a bratwurst. Or you can make your own. I mean, it's really... Sky's the limit. In Italy, there must be a thousand different sausages. Have fun. When you talk about nitrites, do people get all crazy and, you know, oh, I'm going to get cancer or you're going to make me bleed out of my eyeballs or something like this? <laughs> Um, you know, I don't have the, the uh, article I wrote a long time ago at my fingertips, but um, the research that was done on nitrites, which is, it, it, it's a compound that is used to keep botulism at bay. Um, botulism likes to grow in anaerobic environments. It's a problem with some sausage making, and you, they discovered early that Saltpeter would work. The active ingredient was nitrites. They, they create eventually a product called Prog Powder Number One or Prog Powder Number Two came out. They have nitrites or nitrites and nitrates, and they both act as preservatives. And they're what gives corned beef its pink color. They're what gives hot dogs its pink color. Um, they're common in lunch meats. Uh, and they're not really necessary in the sense that refrigeration can keep product a lot longer. They were Nitrites were used before refrigeration, but it does change the color and the flavor somewhat, so it's still used. The research that was done back in the 70s that found it to be a carcinogen has been repeated several times since then and found to be flawed. Um, I do have an article on this that documents it. Even the World Health Organization has come out and said, it's okay, nitrites are not... In fact, it's in spinach. It's in rainwater. It's all around us. Uh, you'd have to eat three hot dogs a day for the rest of your life to have a real problem with it. Mm. The issue is you just don't want to use too much of it. and That's part of it. When you make... Too much of anything, too much water, you'll drown. Yeah. Um, you, you don't want to use too much nitrite when you're making an andouille sausage. So you need to know the right amounts um, to use, and there's a little bit of science involved in that, and I think we've got that pretty well down. And we, we, we'll, we'll coach folks up on it. 
But I, I think it's really been well documented. And, you know, it's like anything else. Somebody gets accused of harassing someone and then she drops the charges. The harassment's on page one, but the drop charges are on page eight. Right. You know, the, the accusation of nitrites and cancer, people just have never forgotten it. And it's been proven wrong. It's the old saying, uh, if I were to ask you, do you still beat your wife? Right. Yeah, right. right. You answer no, right. then it sounds like you, you did. If you, I mean, come on, give me a break. Nobody's answering that. And we actually came up with a recipe called hamdui, which is andui sausage made with ham, which is pork that has been cured right. and smoked. And andui is made, when you make it from scratch, with pork that is cured, but it's not smoked until after it's all stuffed. So we have a hamdui um, recipe for somebody who doesn't want to mess with the nitrites. And I'm sorry, it's not yet on, online. We'll be getting those up shortly. But these are fun recipes, and uh, it's kind of cool to uh, uh, serve uh, homemade sausage. All right, we're and, gonna... and they're great on the grill, and almost all of them, all of them love smoke. I mean, good God, a Polish sausage that's mm. smoked. Hey, Greg. Yo. What is a Cleveland Polish boy? I have no idea. Come on. No. You don't? No. Oh, your assignment is, is to report back next month when I come on and tell me. It's supposed to be like a special version of the Cleveland, uh, uh, of the Polish sausage. And I think it's served with French fries on it. And uh, I got, I'll have to research it now. I don't know. I'll ha- I can do my own foot on the boots on the ground I research need a report as well. on what a Cleveland Polish boy is. All right, when but we- I think it's a kielbasa or a poli. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about equipment for sausage making because people are going to be so excited now that you've been talking about it for the last six or seven minutes. They're going to want to arm themselves with the best uh, products out there to make sausage. So stand by. Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show, AmazingRibs.com. All right, let me talk to you quickly before we get back to sausage making about Suckle Busters. That's right, folks. Oh, my God. This spicy peach barbecue sauce is taking over my life in a good way uh, two gallons arrived i'm through a half of a gallon already in one weekend one of the guys that was over for the brisket cook yesterday was literally drinking it out of the bottom he loves it, so you got to get some too you got to try it out i know for weeks i've been talking about the suckle busters honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce but i'm telling you right now if you're looking either for on its own a really good barbecue sauce that's kind of sweet, but not in a fake way. Kind of in a good peach puree, sweet kind of thing. And if you don't like peaches, well, you know, probably won't like it. However, it's really good. Take it from me. As a guy who is very finicky when it comes to sauce, I love it. And not only do I love it by itself, it is now a main ingredient in my homemade barbecue sauce. So what does that tell you? I make my own homemade barbecue sauce. I take... 50% of it, and then I take that same amount. So let's say I have four cups of my barbecue. I take two cups, then I take two cups of the Suckle Buster spicy peach sauce, mix them together, and now I have a brand new custom signature barbecue sauce that is blowing the socks off of people. And you don't want to waste another second doing it. 972 393 9509 is the phone number. Sucklebusters.com is the website. Sucklebusters.com. Sales at sucklebusters.com is an email address. 
If you want to send Dan an email, he will uh, get the order all hooked up for you. But sucklebusters.com, probably the easiest place to go. And then search for the peach barbecue sauce. You're going to be really happy that you did. So much so that I'm going to give away a free bottle of the peach sauce right tonight. Shoot me an email, and in the subject line, put Meathead. That's right, Meathead will win you a free bottle of the spicy peach barbecue sauce. And it's not overly hot, so if you don't have a real seasoned heat palate, don't worry. I mean, this stuff is great. You're going to you're gonna thank me for it. The honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce is, is really good. I'm telling you, tonight, tonight, it's all about the peach barbecue sauce because nobody can stop talking about in Cleveland right now as I dole it out to the general public. Ne'er-do-wells included. Sucklebusters.com, that's Sucklebusters.com. We're back with Meathead Goldwyn in 15 seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about something medium size? Well, they got you covered there, too. Something for tailgates because, folks, college football season underway. Just ask the Ohio State Buckeyes smashing the Virginia Tech, whatever you call them, out in Blacksburg yesterday. They also can supply you with great pellets to fire those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You could love yours as well if you just visit the website. All right, Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. And uh, the description of the Polish boy, as you just put up here on the instant chat. And tell me if this sounds good anybody out there. You can weigh in on the instant chat with a yes or no. You have a link of kielbasa placed in a bun covered with a layer of french fries, a layer of barbecue sauce or hot sauce, and a layer of coleslaw while the sauce is typically grilled. Sausage, sorry. While the sausage is typically grilled, some establishments quickly deep fry the sausage after grilling and prior to assembling the sandwich. While Polish boys can be found at various establishments through Cleveland, a popular place is Freddy's Southern Style. I've never heard of that place ever in my life. Let's go. Wow. My trip. goodness, I'm telling you. Well, I, I got a, I got an easier road trip than you do, so I'm going to check that out. Now, I have heard of, you know, the coleslaw. Well, the Cleveland dog is kind of similar, except it's like an all-beef frank. Uh, it doesn't have barbecue or hot sauce, but it's got the coleslaw, and it's got the, uh, I don't know if anybody else even has the type of sauce or the type of mustard that we use out here, but it's... Uh, Called it's uh, Bertram's and it's gray mustard. I mean that's the best thing I can yeah. describe. But it's got its own unique flavor and it reminds me of old Cleveland Stadium as I was growing up watching the horrific Cleveland Indians at that point in the mid '80s. Um, but that is a you know the mustard that goes on a lot of the hot dogs out here. So yeah, your, uh, your mustard is famous. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, classic Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gray and it's got some weird taste. <laughs> classic Cleveland. <laughs> Oh, there's right. a recommendation. Meathead, let me <laughs> ask you. We're talking about sausage making here before we went to the break. And, 
you know, one thing that everybody likes is finding a new hobby. And then what are the accoutrements do I need in order to be proficient? And then is there like a next echelon to really take it to the next level? Yeah, well, I mean, all right, let's say you want to get at it easy. Um, you can buy the ground meat. You can go to your butcher and you can just say, give me three pounds of ground pork butt. Um, pretty easy. You want a coarse ground uh, grind in almost all cases. Bratwurst and hot dogs are usually fairly finely ground, but most sausages are coarse ground, and that means the quarter-inch die. It's a little disc that goes in, and the holes, and the, the, the sausage comes out of those holes looking kind of like spaghetti. So you want a coarse grind. You typically want 20 to 30% fat. It's not diet food, um, but that's where all the moisture comes from and a lot of the flavor. Um, and you can just get your butcher to grind for you. Um, you can get ground brisket. You can get ground chuck. You can get uh, pork butt. Those are your you know, two typical cuts. You can get chicken, usually a mix of breast and white and dark meat. Um, and you can add pork fat to chicken because it needs fat. Um, there's a lot of fat on a lot of chickens. You can use the chicken fat. Um, or you can grind it yourself. If you've got a KitchenAid machine at home, there's a grinder attachment that's not real expensive. Um, Does it work well? Yes. The right. grinder for the KitchenAid attachment works very well. The stuffer for the KitchenAid is a piece of garbage. Um, we, we just have never been able to get it to stuff efficiently. We had to go out and buy a hand crank device with a piston that pushes it through. Um, and there's a variety of them out there. A couple, I'm not in a position to really make huge recommendations. The one we're using is by a manufacturer named Vivo, and it costs us like 100, 150 bucks. Yikes. But um, you can get the, the grinder for the KitchenAid uh, is, 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 is pretty reasonable. You can chop the meat in a food processor, but not really easily, not really well, not get a good even grind. So you can get the butcher to grind it for you, or you can um, um, grind it yourself. Um, a scale is a handy thing. You can get a really good digital scale. And i got to tell you, remember everybody out there where nobody had digital thermometers? Yeah. Desktop digital scales. Really? Yeah, I think we, you know, scales really make a difference when you're measuring things like salt, flour, sugar, um, and, 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 and if you're doing grind, ground meats and stuff, you want to go for that 80-20 blend um, for ah. making burgers. So having a scale so you can weigh the parts is a handy thing. And you can get a pretty good digital scale. We recommend one on, the, on our sausage page that's by OXO. And it's like 30, 40 bucks, I think. Meathead, I, I think, don't I do not have a digital scale in my kitchen. Period. Yeah, no I scale. Think, well, you'll want one eventually and what? you'll have one eventually. I, if nothing else, you can use it the way postage. It does double duty. <laughs> you know? Duty. Um uh but a scale comes in handy. I wouldn't say it's required, but it comes in handy. Um and then you need a way to stuff the, the casings. If you're going to make casings, you can make really good andouille sausage without a casing. Just make a patty or roll it up into a tube like a regular sausage. It just doesn't have the snap of the casing. You can still grill it. Um, it tastes wonderful or smoke it. Um, it's a little trickier because it might fall apart if you don't handle it well. But uh, no, most of them will hold together just fine. So it sounds like... The stuffing part of it is going to be the 
the most tricky aspect of because that that seems that seems to be the piece yeah. that is either going to run you quite a bit of money or yeah. if you don't pay for it you're gonna you're gonna pay for it in the end I guess there are there are hand crank crank machines out there that are not that expensive I mean the, the, your grandma used to grind sausage with yeah. a an aluminum oh, yeah. hand crank yeah. device. I remember that. And they're still sold on Amazon for like 50 bucks, and they work great. You don't need um, a KitchenAid. They really work well. Um, stuffing, you've got to have like a tube that's like a funnel to get over the casing, and it's often a two-person job. It doesn't have to be, but it's handy to have somebody kind of cram the meat down into the throat of the machine while you crank the handle. But it, it, it's not all that hard. Like I say, you can... Uh, we do it. We did a breakfast sausage recipe that has maple syrup in it. Really nice. And um, uh, I, uh, my my test kitchen chef Ryan, put it all in um, casings, and he put them in like big pork casings, and they were just they're too big for a breakfast. I just took them out and made patties out of them. Um, you know, breakfast sausage to me is a patty, not a link. So, do do you need to keep a staple amount of seasonings and spices for sausages or is that just up to the individual they're they're not too weird although so much of the traditional classic sausages have their roots in ethnic cultures like bratwurst has mace in it sage savory not on everybody's spice rack um but um, Italian sausage, uh, uh, fennel is the dominant flavor. You can find that in any grocery store. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, you might want to pick up a few extra so ingredients than you normally have, but yeah, a well-stocked spice cabinet should cover most everything. You can skip a few things. Um, and you can make your own invention. Um, uh, we were playing with the Greek Lucanico, which is one of my favorite sausages, and it's got wine in it and arms, and we just kind of went crazy and started putting everything in it. It was really good when we were done, and of course, we didn't get all the ingredients written down, so. <laughs> that happens. Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show, AmazingRibs.com, his website here. We're talking about sausage. Uh, so once we have it made, how whatever we're using, whether it's the brisket you were talking about or pork butt or, you know, what have you, and we get the sausages made, now we come really to a, a tipping point, which is how to properly cook yeah. the sausage. Are we going to put them in a, a bathtub of sorts? Are we grilling over high heat? Are we grilling over low heat? Are we smoking them on an offset smoker and barbecue? I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, and let me let me come to that. But there, I meant to address uh, Patrick Paquette's question out of the uh, chat room, and he was asking about uh, Texas barbecue sausage. Yeah, uh, in Elgin, um, and it's not Elgin; it's Elgin. Um, they uh, they're famous for what they call hot guts. And um, yeah. my last trip to Texas, I went down there, and I hooked up with Barry Sorkin from Smoke Barbecue here in Chicago and a few other guys, and we went tromping all over looking for great sausage because Barry wanted to bring one in for his restaurant, and we, we ended up at uh, Rudy McKeska's, and that was the one we liked the best, and they were all over the place. Some of them were all beef, some of them were beef and pork, some of them had jalapeno in them. There just doesn't. It's not like a bratwurst that has sort of a, a standard flavor profile. They do tend to run on the hot side, Patrick. 
we've been playing with our recipe, and it's the one that we're furthest from from publishing. I'm just not happy with it, um, but we'll come up with something. Back to your question on cooking, and I'm sorry, Greg. Um, yeah, you've got to take ground meats, all ground meats, burgers. It's just not worth screwing around with it. Um, you've got to take them up to a safe temperature, 155 to 160. And the best way to do it is to stick the thermometer in the end of the sausage rather than through the top so you don't crack the, um, the casing. Yeah. One of the tricks to cooking sausage is to pull it out of the fridge and let it sit at room temp for about 10 or 15 minutes, no longer. But uh, when you let it sit out for a few minutes, the elasticity of the casing loosens up and softens, and it's less likely, likely to crack. And cook them over medium-high temperatures. We all cook too hot. You know, we're uh, uh, pedal to the metal, get the grit. Cut, cut back on the heat. You want them golden, dark, brown all over. Um, a little, little char from the grill marks, uh, but you really don't want to blacken them. And if you're going to show off to your neighbors that you're a grill master, don't serve burnt hot dogs and burnt sausages. Get them deep and golden. Set up in your usual two-zone system. So you got a safe zone off to the side. You can get them going. If they're starting to blacken or starting to get too hot, you can move them over. And something else I like to do, which is totally weird, is I put them parallel to the grids on the grill. Most people lay them across the grill so that they get... Um, uh, horizontal stripes on them. Yeah. I put pin stripes on them. That way, I can just roll them one grid over another. Yeah, that's Kinda what like I do. Those hot dog rollers you yep. see in the in the Kmart. That's what I do. I yeah. do exactly like you, you do. do. I, it's yeah. a vertical stripe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and you kind of, I kind of bend them so they're straight, and that way I can get a quarter turn each time and get them nice and even. Um, and uh, you know, hit one fifty-five to one sixty. You're safe. And if you use your thermometer on sausages. You'll be shocked at how juicy they are. Oh yeah, because most of the time they're just badly overcooked. Do you are you not a, a big believer in the the brat tub type of a thing, or do you like hmm. uh, do you like that? Actually, I just posted my brat tub recipe. Um, this will not surprise you. I brought Doctor Blonder in on this one. First of all, I wanted to know: Does the beer penetrate the casing? Or is this all an affectation? So Blonder got a special dye that he was able to use to soak the or cook the brats in, and we could track the dye and see if it and it actually does. It doesn't go very far, but it actually does penetrate the casing. Um, and of course, in in Wisconsin, the debate which could get you shot Ooh. is: Do you simmer first, then grill, or grill first, then simmer? And so, being from Chicago. I do both. <laughs> I simmer it first in the beer, yeah. then I grill it. While I'm grilling it, I take the beer and I add mustard and barbecue sauce and onion and hot sauce. And I, why waste beer? I turn that beer into a sauce. Huh. And then I take them off the grill, put them back in the sauce, and let them marinate in that for a few minutes. And now I've got this wonderful gloppy, oniony mustardy sauce and all of this is on our website and i even did a video of this um uh how we make our our brat tubs and here we are football season yep. it's brat tub time here we go meathead goldwyn can be found here on this show the second tuesday of every month his website is amazingribs.com and uh, obviously 
sausage section here on AmazingRibs.com is going to be coming uh, fast and furious, so check back often. Uh, but as he said, you got the uh, the brat tub recipe is up there uh, and in full video. As always, Meathead, the pleasure is mine. Good, good to see you, Greg. Good to see you, Centralites. There Take he care. is. See you in a month for sure, and uh, in between, maybe. You never know. Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Maybe in between. Maybe he. I tried to get him on the smoker's pit or the, the kangaroo pit or whatever the hell we're going to call it. Who knows? The thing we did last week with Clint and Chris and Doug, that was fun. All right, once again, AmazingRibs.com is the website. So if you are... What did I do? If you're looking for some sausage recipes... Keep the website. Keep checking it out. At some point, it'll be fully populated with all the information. Sausage talk with Meathead. Sounds almost questionable. All right, we're going to come back and wrap up the first hour. You are uh, listening and watching the Barbecue Central show. Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack. Pellet Grill is a smoker and a grill all in one. 100% stainless steel, wood-burning, pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 800 degrees. The only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. Features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models to choose from. The PG-1000, it's fully insulated. Double wall rolled hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. While the PG500 features a two-way swing league, pellet drop, and utensil holder. Both of these units have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grade on the direct zone side that produce killer sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks, a drip bucket, a pellet ash drawer, 100% stainless steel construction, a warming drawer, 40 pounds of cook shack hickory pellets, and most importantly, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Cook on it all you want for 30 days. You don't like it, send it back. Get your money back. How about that? It is a versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including such popular items as fajitas, ribs, chickens, steaks, sides, and large cuts of meat, too. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets. Penetrate the wood with an intense smoky flavor. When you cook with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent. The smoke more flavorful. For recipes and how-to videos, check out Cook Shack's YouTube channel or the cooking guide on their website, pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com. Or you can call them at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. The website's pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com. Order yours today. Stuart and Fast Eddie were over in England this past weekend, if you can believe it. Wow. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Some of the best pellets, if not the best pellets out there on the market today. You got a wood-fired pellet cooker. 
CookingPellets.com is the place to go to keep those cookers fired early and often. You can also try them out on Amazon.com. That's CookingPellets.com. Cooking, C-O-O-K-I-N, CookingPellets.com. Or, again, you can try Amazon. Sometimes they blow them out of there with, like, free shipping or reduce shipping. John Dawson weighing in with gray mustard. Greg, that special taste in the gray mustard is the Lake Erie water. That's probably not a lie. Also, winning, winning, the Suckle Buster's Spicy Peach Sauce, and I only have a first initial, and I'm guessing what's the last name, L as in Lima, L Snipes is the winner. So, L Snipes, if you're listening still, shoot me your shipping info, I'll get it down to Dan at... Suckle Busters, and he'll go ahead and send out a bottle of that spicy peach sauce. All that I ask as a humble host is that once you get it, you try it, and then give me some feedback. I want to know where my palate sits with the rest of the consuming public. I mean, I have an idea. But I'm always interested to hear what you say. So shoot me that shipping info. As I said, I get it down to Dan, and you'll be enjoying some Suckle Busters spicy peach barbecue sauce. Lots to get to here in the second hour. Thanks to Meathead Goldwyn for joining me last segment and the segment before that. Sausage talk was the order of this evening. Amazon. Amazingribs.com is the website. Amazingribs.com. Lots to get to in the second hour. Great guests. We'll talk some Texas stuff. We're going to talk some automatic pit temperature control stuff. We have a weekly barbecue roundup. Poof. We're already locked and loaded. I can't believe it. How are we going to fit it all in? I have no idea. But tell all your friends and neighbors to tune in and check it out. We'll see exactly what happens. All right, more to come on the show here in just a few minutes. Hang on. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate fifty four wieners. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. It is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. 
We do broadcast from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, better known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your humble host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in tonight? You go ahead, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Two bits of contact info. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru do up next segment. And after that, Brett Bourne from Republic Barbecue. So looking forward to talking to both of those gentlemen. The 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Richmond, Virginia this past weekend. As I had mentioned the first hour, this was a, a local qualifier that is going to be sending... Uh, now, hold on a damn minute. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Richmond, Virginia this past weekend. Uh, this was a regional final event that feeds the top 10 teams in the Bentonville, Arkansas event October 10th. Those 10 teams moving on in particular order. Grand champ with a 688 and a half Rocky Top Barbecue. Congratulations. Reserve Grand Champ with a 687.9 Insane Swine Barbecue. Third place, Checkered Flag Barbecue. I'm sorry, Checkered Flag 500 Barbecue. Fourth place, Rock's Money Pit Barbecue. Rockin' Robin's Barbecue. Sixth place, Who Cares Barbecue. Great name. Seventh place, 270 Smokers. Eighth place, Old Virginia Smoke. Ninth place, Chicks, Swine, and Bovine Barbecue. And rounding out the top ten and making it to the national finals. Again, that'll be held in Bentonville, Arkansas, October 10th. Beer BQ. So congratulations. Insane Swine with the show Karma, right? Uh, your points discrepancy between 1 and 10, as I had mentioned uh, just a couple seconds ago, Rocky Top Barbecue wins with a 688.5. 10th place, 674.1. So you're looking at uh, roughly 14 points, give or take. So not too bad. Again, the next Sam's Club event will be this coming Saturday, September 12th in Kansas City, Missouri. Again, a local qualifier. So good luck to all those competing. And I believe the uh, that'll be the last local. And then in two weeks' time, Midwest City, Oklahoma, is going to be the home to that region. All right. We've been doing it live. Do it live for the last couple weeks. No reason that we shouldn't be doing it live again. For your weekly barbecue roundup. All right, folks. This Weekly Barbecue Roundup covering September 4th and 5th. Finger Lakes, Fire and Smoke, Geneva, New York, winning at Good Smoke Barbecue with a 666.2. City of Bedford, Blues and Barbecue Festival, Bedford, Texas, winning it. Butcher Barbecue, David, with a 682.8. Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, we just went over. Rocky Top Barbecue with a 688.5. Smoking in the Golden Valley, Clinton, Missouri. Winning it, Dirt Road Barbecue with a 700.5. 
Homecoming 2015 barbecue cook-off in Vernon, Indiana. Thunderhog Barbecue wins it with an astounding 706.2. Wow. Low Country Hog Fest, Charleston, South Carolina, winning it. Smoke on this with a 703.4. Wow, that's a high one, too. Fifth annual Smokin' in the Bogs, Warrens, Wisconsin. Big E Barbecue winning it with a 684.5. Beach Boogie and Barbecue Festival, Murder, Mur- Murder Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Smokin' Scully's wins it with a 687.3. Queuing for a cause in Columbia, Missouri. Winning that one, Smoke on This Barbecue, Missouri, with a 689.6. Next up, Smokin' Brew Barbecue, Parker, Colorado. Another win for Travis Clark and the Clark Crew Barbecue team with a 703.3. Barbecue on the Bow, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Bordertown Barbecue winning that one with a 671.9. Bears Smokehouse, New England Barbecue Championship, Hartford, Connecticut. Winning that one, Slippery Pete's Barbecue with a 685.7. Septemberfest Barbecue and Ribeye Steak Cookoff, Challenge Omaha, Nebraska. Winning it, True Smoke Barbecue with a 684, even. Blues, Views, and Barbecue, a competitor series. No results for that one. Grill Stock, London. Winning it, Bunch of Swines with a 665.0. I believe they've won like every grill stock ever. All right, let's switch over to Texas. IBCA, International Barbecue Cookers Association, the Flip Flop Festival in Port Lavaca, Texas. 60 teams winning it. Kelly Curtis of Panther Creek Cookers. Barbecue on the Banks of the Guadalupe, New Bronzefield, Texas. Winning it, Brian Kemper, The Leftovers. Three teams tied for grand champion there. Brisket rank is the tiebreaker. Odd team out was Good Life Barbecue. Let's go to Texas Gulf Coast. No, there's no, there's nothing. There's no nothing in Texas Gulf. Lone Star Barbecue Society, Kimball County Cookoff, Junction, Texas. Teresa Edmondson wins Crazy Redheaded Cooker. Her team, that's her first grand champion. Hill County Barbecue and Chili Contest, New Braunfields, Texas, winning that. My guest coming up here in about 30 minutes, Brett Boren, Republic Barbecue. Fayette County Fair and Barbecue Cookoff, LaGrange, Texas. 60 teams there. Granding it, Lloyd Moreland with Oogs, or maybe it's Oogs. Oogs or Oogs Barbecue. Here's a new entry for the weekly barbecue roundup. The Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association. Showdown at Juarez Canyon in Oregon City, Oregon. Winning it. Look at this. Longtime Central Light. Kicking ass on the scene. Diane Mee. Oh, my Lord. Look at her. She is going absolutely crazy out there. Having a wonderful season. Congratulations to Diane Mee. Florida Barbecue Association, nothing to report as of about three or four hours ago on their website, flbbq.org. All right, that's going to do it for this week's version of the Weekly Barbecue Roundup. I am your Weekly Barbecue Roundup reporting reporter, Greg Rempe. Now back to me and more of the show. All right. Thank you very much, me. Another round for me. I'm bringing it strong. There you go. So that's the weekly barbecue round. 
Diane Mee probably getting most of the show karma. Maybe unbeknownst to her, even. Let me head on over to Kansas City Barbecue's website and give you the top 10. Right now, there has been a change at the top for the last two or three weeks. It's been the American Dream Barbecue team. That has now switched spots. Clark Crew Barbecue is now first overall. American Dream slides to second. Iowa Smokey D still there at third base. Uh, third base, third place. Getting basted fourth. Big Papa Smoker still in at fifth place. Smoke Me Silly sixth. Yellow River Barbecue seventh. Shake and Bake Barbecue eighth. Tim's Full Belly Deli ninth. And Joe Bob's Barbecue tenth. So it seemed crazy to say that certain teams were in the top 10 you know a month or two ago but now a month or two removed now we're getting into september almost middle of september now so the big competitions are going to the really big competitions are going to start showing up the ones we talk about in october the jack sam's club nationals final all that good stuff so we'll see how this thing is going to shake out in the end but oh my goodness do i see a Clark Crew barbecue and American Dream barbecue race to the end. Potentially, both teams would gut down and and run it to the bitter end, like Tim Grant and Donnie Bray did a couple years ago when Team of the Year was decided on the very last barbecue competition of the calendar year of the season. So, setting it, we're still a couple months outside of that. I get it. But let's not lose hope that we could have another great race in our midst building. Bob Trudnak coming out of the break. If you didn't know already, folks, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested. In barbecue, the number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world, Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP gateway drum smoker even a drum kit gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55 gallon drum big papa smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like sweet money to happy ending their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition including the 12 and 13 american royal the 12 and 14 jack daniels the 13 kings for challenge the 14 use of livestock and rodeo and the 14 king of the smoker don't think they can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either bps rubs have become so well known but they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu. And amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa is also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market. On competitive barbecue, begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms, shipped right to your front door. American Kobe beef, caribou to pork, double R ranch meats. Big Papa's meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market all the time, that's why they're giving you this year Swamp Boys barbecue sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce, these are the hot new sauces considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. Big Papa's also created a unique brand ambassador program. The BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, folks, Big Papa's has been able to do all this with only five years of being in the biz. 
turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple, a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers, the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we're going to return with Bob Trudnack, the marketing and sales director of the Barbecue Guru. Stick around. We'll be right back. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show is brought to you by iGrill. Makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers out there in the country today. Maybe the world. Monitor, holy moly, monitor the temperature of whatever you're cooking from up to 150 feet away using your iOS or Android device. Use code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase. That's uh, CENTRAL, C-E-N-T-R-A-L. At iDevicesInc.com, that's iDevicesInc.com. Grill with precision. My dad got his iGrill Mini, used it twice over the weekend, says it's absolutely unbelievable. That's his experience. So uh, your uh, YMMV, as they as the kids say these days. But I think everybody that has a uh, eye grill, uh, at least the uh, not maybe the initial products, but uh, since the the initial release have been nothing but happy. So there you go. All right, my next guest, a longtime sponsor of this show, a competitive barbecue cook, the marketing and sales director of the Barbecue Guru. Let's head on over to the hotline and welcome back to the show, Bob Trump. Bob, how are you, Bob? Hey, Greg. How are you tonight? I'm absolutely fabulous, Bob, and I appreciate you making time, as always, for the show this evening. And a number of different things to hit on here, uh, not the least of which is, uh, I I, I don't want to say stalk you on social media because that could sound very weird a number of different ways, but I do like to follow your exploits (laughs) on the barbecue trail. And uh, usually you're kind of domestic, but the last time I saw you, uh, you skipped over the pond and did something international on that ass. So, uh, you know, as someone who's a competition cook at heart, and then you're also on the business side of the barbecue scene as well, what's it like over there? I mean, as a business thing, as a competition thing, are they, I mean, are they completely independent of each other? Or are they completely integrated with each other? What's it like over there? Uh, it's really just, it was an, it's an amazing experience, and they really are integrated with each other. Um, we saw the growing customer demand, um, for the products over all through Europe. And we decided last year to, you know, open up a division of our company over there in Germany. And we have some great people running it. And, uh, one of the wonderful things is I get to go over a few times a year and, you know, touch base, see how things are going, help out where it needs, where they need to help. And, cook some barbecue contests. 
Uh, and the contest scene has grown tremendously over the last few years. Uh, I did uh, grill stock in England in 2013. I think there were two or three KCBS contests. Now there's an upward of 20. There's lots to choose from. A little intimidating at first, but once you do your first contest over there and you realize these people are wonderful, and it's just like being in the U.S., uh, the camaraderie and the, the friendship and the, you know, meeting new people. Uh, just, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. That was going to be my question, Bob, is how, you know, you know, you're outside of the country, but once you're in the midst of the competition, do you kind of lose yourself for a second and, and think you might be in nowhere, Missouri or somewhere in Maryland or, or wherever the case may be? Absolutely. You certainly do. From the business side of things, is it a, is it a whole different monster for those automatic temperature control devices and stuff electronically built uh, and electricity and stuff, or is it is it not so much? Um, not so much. I mean, there's there's different voltage and things like that, but we accommodate that anyway. Um, it's it's a little different. The market's a little different. Um, I feel like it's kind of like uh, maybe they're eight to ten years behind us as far as you know how things are moving um in the barbecue world but it's growing much quicker than it did here in the u.s so they're catching up to us pretty quickly i think there's a Uh, a, a lot of ceramic grills a lot of kettles things like that now you're seeing more and more offsets i think there may be a stigma attached to europe as it comes to barbecue in regards to the quality of the meat that is attainable there. Did you find any issues with that at all? Or did you like, you know, private jet your meat in when you uh, competed out there or what? <laughs> no, um, actually I did get meats. I have been getting meats, um, when I'm in Europe and I am seeing every time I go back, I've, I've done three competitions over there. I'm going back to my fourth. Every time I go back, the meats are getting better and better. And I think the teams that are there demand it, you know, they're talking to their butchers. And they're finding ways to get great meats all throughout Europe, like we have in the U.S. So that's moving pretty quickly, and the quality's getting better. Do you find that the flavor profiles are similar, if not identical, to what's over here in the states? Like, are they trying to copycat exactly what we do here, or do they get a little bit more original out there? And you know, whatever the the profile that dominates whatever part of Europe in is more of the fashion there. Uh, there's a lot of the same flavors over there that there are here. Is that disappointing? Um, What's that? Is is that disappointing at all? No, not at all. I mean, when I go over there, I go over with my own sauce, my own rub, my set of knives, and I'm happy that I can bring, you know, my sauces and rubs over there and people enjoy (laughs) it. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think it is. I think there's also people getting creative. Um, a little more creative than they would in the U.S. in competition, and that does well also. Um, so you see a little bit of both. But, you know, again, good barbecue is about balance of flavors, um, and really it's hard to stray from that, you know. Uh, you can't do too many, you can't do too much to make it different. You want the good balance of flavors, the sweet, the heat, the smoke, the spice. So I, I, I'm kind of, happy about that bob trudnack joining me here on the show the bbqguru.com is the website 800-288-GURU the phone number if you want to give them a call tomorrow and order up a bunch of stuff 
Uh, Bob, let's uh, go ahead and uh, tie it back to uh, the corporation here just for a second. Um, sure. Can you give me an update in regards to automatic pit temperature control devices? Uh, what's being offered right now? What's available for sale? And you know, if you could, you know, hit on a little bit of the the FABs of uh, the FABs of each one. Okay. Um, well, we have uh, the three main controls. Three controls are Party Q. Party Q is a battery operated, very simple control, very affordable. Um, it runs on four AA batteries. It has a pit probe, no food probe in this case. Uh, it's very easy, plug and play. Uh, it's great for ceramic cookers, for kettles, for WSM type cookers, all the small, the medium backyard cookers. It has a six CSM fan. Uh, the most popular control it has been for years, the DigiQ model. DigiQ, nice big bright red display, food probe, pit probe. Uh, you can use our 10 or our 25 CSM fan. Works on all cookers, runs up to two fans. Uh, very simple but effective, and it's our most popular. And our CyberQ Wi-Fi control, which has a pit and three meat probes, um, which a lot of people like. It's getting more and more popular. And it's Wi-Fi enabled, so you can use it with any web-enabled device, a phone, an iPad, a computer, uh, get some email alerts, things like that. So it gives you a little more versatility there. All right. So is it so three total that you're selling right now? Three total that we're selling right now. CyberQ Wi-Fi is generating its own Wi-Fi signal, or is it something that you have to hook up through a, uh, through a network or both? Well, it serves its own web page, but you do have to use a router. Um, we are working to continually improve that, make it easier to connect to, make it easier to use. Um, so, you know, the operating systems out there are always changing, and we're always trying to keep up with that. And um, we've got some uh, R&D right now that we're doing, and we're developing a brand-new control. I know it's another tease, but <laughs> we're developing a, developing a brand-new control uh, for 2016. It's going to be state-of-the-art, the best thing you've ever seen on the market. I know when you are visiting the Barbecue Guru webpage, or this is just the the feeling that I'm getting is, you know, maybe you are you might be looking to kind of take the the average griller, the guy on the periphery, maybe pull them into the barbecue scene a little bit more. Uh, I guess, A, am I right on that feeling? And if so, what are you, what are you doing to try and convert them? Yeah, we are. We are. Um, you know, one of the things we want to do and we love doing is teaching people how to barbecue um, and teach them the basics. So we're not only trying to um, to talk to the, you know, the guys who've been out there doing it, but we want the people who are growing burgers and dogs in their backyard on their gas grills to say, Hey, you know what? I want to take this a little step further. I want to get a charcoal grill or a smoker, and I want to get some equipment and accessories to do that. But you know what? It's a little intimidating. So we're trying to, we're trying to ease them into it. Uh, we're doing a lot of videos. I'm doing basic videos, uh, recipes, you know, chicken, pork, brisket ribs um we're doing a lot of how-tos on product to try to make it easier for people to understand it and we're doing a lot of tips and tricks you know a lot of simple things that you may not think of when you're just getting started um to just teach people 
how to how to ease into that and not be so intimidated by cooking on charcoal. We want to bring more people in the world of barbecue. Bob, one of the things that I forgot to ask about after the temperature control devices was uh, cookers. And for years and years, uh, as you have one on, and uh, there's a picture of you using one right now on the video side of things, is the Onyx oven. And then I got an email from somebody one day saying, oh, I don't know if the Onyx oven is for sale anymore, or maybe it is, maybe it isn't. What's the, what's, where does the Onyx oven sit right now? Okay, here's where it sits. Um, we took a long, hard look at the Onyx oven, and there's a lot of things we love about it. It's a great cooker. But there was some points that I wanted to improve on. So I took a look at the whole thing. I made some changes to it, um, some significant changes that will um, make it a better cooker. And we are, we've been with, you know, working with a couple different companies to actually manufacture it because we don't manufacture the oven itself. We, we manufacture the controls. Um, so we're, right now we're, we've got some prototypes. We've been through three different prototypes because I want this to be perfect. Um, and we're getting quotes on having them made. I'm trying to get it to made as affordable as possible to get it out to people. Um, but we, we are happy with the design. We're happy with the prototype. And now it's all about getting it built and getting them on the market. And I'm really hoping we can do this. Um, if not by the end of this year, then very early next year. Do you have a, an idea on capacity for this cooker? Um, it's actually the same amount of capacity, but I, I have some more uh, space between shelves. Because what I was noticing on the current model is if you get a good-sized pork butt or a big, thick brisket, um, there was, I don't know, four and a half inches between the shelves. And, you know, the meat would actually touch the shelf above it. And I wanted to create more space there. So we made it five inches taller and created more of that space. And we also made um, the firebox area a little bigger to accommodate a little more charcoal. And we're getting very long burn times you know, 30 hours of burn time wow. on 70 pounds of charcoal. So we're keeping its efficiency, made it a little bit taller just to accommodate those big needs. Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show. TheBBQGuru.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're chatting it up uh, for the next handful of minutes. Bob, do you offer, you know, because I, I have people email, and it, I mean, it just never ceases to amaze me that somebody's going to ask me questions about your products, but I mean, I, I guess I talk about it every week, so it might be kind yeah, of a hand-in-glove thing, but I'm like, don't ask me, ask the guys that make. Uh, so we send them <laughs> your way, but, you know, my thought is, do you guys offer like a, uh, you know, if somebody wants to get into it and, and they buy in, they see the value, all this stuff, do you offer like kits or, or starter kits or anything like that for folks? Yeah, actually, we do. Um, we have these great little starter kits. So we're, we're selling the controls now. We're gearing them toward the cooker, so it's real easy to order. You pick the cooker you have, and you can now choose a kit. But the starter kit we actually have, again, it's geared toward the novice or the beginner um, and even the intermediate user where, you know, we put a brisket knife in the box. We put a chef's knife in there. We give you the hearth gloves. We give you the hot food gloves meat injector, smoke wood, things like that. So it's a great little kit that we put together. Um, it's a great gift for anybody getting started. And it's got everything in one box. You know, you basically need the meat and charcoal, and you're ready to go. 
So, yeah, we do certainly have that. Is that something that is a, is a fairly large seller for you guys? I mean, popularity-wise? Yeah, well, we just put it together not too long ago. We're starting to carry more accessories, more sauces, seasonings, things like that. Um, so we decided to kind of package some of the things we like the best, put it in one box. And it's, it's becoming a very good seller, yeah. You know, you mentioned sauce. I know, uh, you know, a little while back you released the having a barbecue sauce, and it was doing very well last time we talked about it. Has it continued to kind of meet and exceed expectations for you? It really has, yeah. Um, it's kind of bittersweet, you know. I go to these contests week in and week out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been doing pretty good, but not as good. Um, not great this year. You know, some seconds, thirds, fourths, 18th. And, uh, you know, a couple of contests I, where I didn't, you know, finish kind of mediocre, you'll have the, the grand champion and the reserve grand champion come up to me, give me a big hug and say, hey, I did it with your sauce and your rub. <laughs> I'm like, well, congratulations. It worked for you, but it didn't work for me. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is so, like, uh, dichotomous, isn't it? It is. It is. But you know what? I'm, people are loving it. They're using it. I'm getting feedback from a ton of people. It's selling very well through Barbecue Guru and, and in a lot of other locations. Um, so I, I couldn't be happier. I'm very proud of the sauce, proud of the rub, and uh, it is doing well, not only in competition, but, you know, in just backyard use. Does it does it inspire you to go out and, you know, add some other portfolio offering in regards to either another rub or another sauce then? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm creating stuff all the time. It's just a matter of, you know, bringing it to market. Um, right now I'm working on, you know, I've been teasing the Seven Bones Beef Rub. It's been, you know, probably since spring. Um, and now that's coming to fruition. And we are um, in the middle of having it co-packed. And we're hoping to have it on the market by early to mid-October. So seven bones beef rub will be out there. But let me let me ask you a question. I mean, I was talking to I think it was Ernest Cervantes uh, a couple two three weeks ago, and he's coming out with you know it was either rub and a sauce or two different kinds of rub or whatever. And I said, you know, ten twelve years ago, you walk through the supermarket and there was the traditional crap sauces that you see out there, open pit and craft and sure. you know masterpiece, blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, you know, now you go in, there's a section of rubs, which you never used to see. Now there's 50 billion sauces. So yeah. as, as a guy like yourself who, you know, you, you see some success with the sauce and the rub they have out now, you're going to be coming out with another rub. How are you able to differentiate yourself amongst what has now become almost like a commodity portion of the industry when, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ago, you didn't have anywhere near the competition that you have now. Yeah, it's certainly true. Um, you know, the way I look at it is I be, I didn't, I would not bring a sauce or a rub to market that isn't a high quality. And I'm going to use it myself. I'm using it for my catering business. I'm using it in my own backyard with my family and friends parties. I'm using it in competition. And I took a long, hard look at what works and what doesn't. And I knew when I, when these rubs and sauces were right, because everybody complimented them. And I, and I asked for honest opinions. 
And when I got it right, they went to market. And I won't put it to market before it's right. So just having that quality, having that balance, uh, having a, a good label and branding it properly and getting it out to these, you know, these teams, you know, it's competition teams they are the highest quality cooks there are. So if you get it in their hands and they're successful with it, that's going to kind of pass, you know, word of mouth and it's going to trickle down to the backyard guys. So that's how I'm doing it. And I I think it works. Bob Trudnack is the marketing and sales director for the Barbecue Guru. Again, the website, thebbqguru.com, and the phone number, 800-288-GURU. And, of course, Bob, as I say uh, during the live read every show, but you can echo this, if you have any questions, call, right? Don't guess. Just make sure you call and, and get get your whole thing going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give us a shout. Visit our website. A lot of great tips and tricks, a lot of videos, recipes. We're going to make it easy for you. Bob, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, Greg. Take care. Have a great night. You got it. There he is. Bob Trubnack, sales marketing director for the Barbecue Guru. The creators of automatic temperature control technology. Have you ever heard me say that before? Yeah. Maybe once or ten times. New cooker coming. New cooker coming. I heard him say it. New controller. New controller coming, too. Heard him say that. Teased it. He's really good at the teasing part. I'll tell you that. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Butcher's Barbecue. ButcherBBQ.com. Oh, no better, easier, quicker way to better up the barbecue than by adding a little Butcher Barbecue to that arsenal. You might be asking yourself, what kind of products have they got over there, Rempy? Let me tell you. How about injections? All of the injections that you're ever going to need. A pork injection, a beef injection. They got uh, poultry injections, special kind of pork injections, like the open pit for the pork. Oh, tried that yet? It's great. Their bird boosters, which are poultry injections, actually come in a variety of different flavors themselves. So if you're looking to add a little chipotle or whatever, go to the website, butcherbbq.com. See the flavors, order them all up. You're going to be happy. Now, maybe you want rubs and sauces. Well, good. Glad you made it over to ButcherBBQ.com because they got some. You want to order them right now. Honey rub, steak and brisket rub. They have a premium rub that is formulated to work with an injection if you're buying it from Butcher Barbecue. It's a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And then you know they got that sweet barbecue sauce. I said it earlier in the show. When it comes to barbecue sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. There aren't. A number of ones that I just will sit there and rave and rave over. But sweet barbecue sauce is one of them that I will actually rave. Was it a year or two, maybe three ago? I drank the sweet barbecue sauce while I was on camera with Meathead right out of the bottle. It's fabulous. I love it. No liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make quality sauce. Not trying to mask some of the crap ingredients like some of these other people use. Grab a box of six. It's going to go quick. Trust me. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping. Items totaling up to $55 ship at $8.50. Between $55 and $200 ship at $9.75. Anything over $200 ships for free. Say it each and every week. Get over $200 worth of stuff. There's plenty of stuff to choose from. Stock up on it. It's all really good. Save on the shipping. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. 
Brett Bourne out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the show being brought to you by Mangrate, cast iron grill grates made right here in America. Restaurants and pros use cast iron for a reason. Even heat conduction and retention with no hot spots. Mangrate's patent design traps and evaporates oils and fats, resulting in reduced flare-ups and perfect sear marks each and every time. Use code BBQCEN, BBQSEN. For 25% off your purchase at Mangrate.com. Grill like a pro with Mangrate, for crying out loud. All right. Joining me now, a very successful Texas barbecue cook, the pit master of Republic Barbecue, and fresh off a grand championship effort this past weekend, Brett Bourne joining me here on the show. Brett, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm absolutely fabulous, Brett. Appreciate you making time tonight. Hey, uh, hover your mouse over your screen there and then uh, click on the camera button there so we can uh, see you. See if that works. Let's see. I don't know. I think Skype did some kind of a thing in a, in a launch, and now they just hide everybody's camera as the default. There he is. Look at that guy. I'm glad to see you're wearing a cab just like mine. <laughs> well, it probably doesn't say the same thing, but we're both wearing baseball caps. So. Uh, 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 uh. I'll send you one. How's that? Oh, is that a team cap you got on there? Yeah, yeah Republic Barbecue. Republic Barbecue, yeah. I like I like baseball caps, absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of all Texas. I got Suckle Buster's cap. I got my man Dougie's uh, shirt on tonight. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little Texas love tonight. So, there you, go. you know, let's get after it. I mean, little background about you and, you know, is barbecue something that you kind of grew up around like it's a family deal or is that something that you've gotten into a little bit later in life? Uh, it's something I kind of got into later in life. It's uh, definitely um, started in 2005, not anything to do with family. I actually spent six and a half years in England. So, um, you know, growing up around my uh, high school friends, you know, we just kind of did it in the backyard. And we did our first cook off in 2005 at Old Settlers Park in Round Rock, Texas. And uh, we didn't win anything, man. We, we, we came up the worst team at the event, but let's just uh, leave it at that. But, you know, kind of a uh, humbling experience. And we worked as a team for five, six, seven years and then kind of uh, started off, took a, took a break and start, started again. And uh, got a, had a good friend that we started with and kind of been doing it ever since. So, Brett, traditionally, at least on this show, the first contest in, maybe they didn't win the whole thing, or maybe they don't come in second, but you know they get a decent call, or maybe they win a category, and you know it's kind of like a, it's it's the the hook that gets them, and you know not so much for you. So I mean, like what's the what's the pullback for you if you get your balls crushed? Well, so we'll go back to that 2005 event. <laughs> Actually, hit a six bean, and so uh, we got to uh, we got to walk, and so 
you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, competition, right? So it's it's winning. It's uh, it's it's wanting the will to win. So we kept entering them, and we 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 always had the most people show up for the biggest party. Let's put it that way. All right. So obviously, there's something uh, good going on there. Um, this past weekend, it's uh, Lone Star Barbecue Society. Do you get all around the Texas sanctioning bodies, or do you like to just kind of stick with one? Well, you know, I'm right outside of Austin, Texas, north about 10 miles. So um, LSBS is it's all around me. I mean, every weekend, you know, within 20, 30-minute drive, I can go to an LSBS, LSBS event. IBCA events are more geared you know, south of the river, down towards San Antonio and South Texas, um, and a lot, you know, a lot north of here. So up in Dallas and Lubbock and West Texas. So next year, I'm definitely going to chase LS or IBCA, but this year I've more concentrated on LSBS. All right. So for the folks that don't know a lot about the Lone Star portion, uh, can you give us a little thumbnail sketch of how a contest runs and, you know, some rules and scoring and stuff like that? Well, there's no greenery in a box, um, so it's uh, straight up barbecue. Um, you got a half chicken. Anything over 50 teams, you're going to have two half chickens. Um, in LSBS, you're going to have seven slices of brisket. Um, and again, nothing in the box. IBCA, you're going to have nine ribs and nine uh, slices of brisket and two halves of chicken. So a little bit different, um, but you know, it's straight up barbecue. You don't have... 100% control over what the judges get to pick. It's kind of who's got the best barbecue kind of deal. Is it a like a crowd favorite kind of a judging like they do an IBCA, or is it like a whole train thing like KCBS or an FBA? No, IBC, uh, LSBS is very similar to IBCA. Um, you'll go two rounds on the judging table, unless you go to a small cook-off and you only have one round of uh, judging, but uh, typical is two rounds of judging. And then, uh, you know, you, you're going to have your front table. Uh, you got more than 50 teams. You're probably going to have two front tables and then a final table. All right. So this past weekend, you, uh, take another grand championship, which I believe is, it's eight, right? You have eight grand champions now. It's eight this year. And six RGCs. Yep. Dude, that's a lot of winning. I mean, it's a good year, right? I mean, you gotta be pretty happy with that. It's a good year. I don't get the recognition because I'm not cooking IBCA uh, events. Um, so I have a lot of buddies that cook IBCA events. And, you know, they kind of hound me a little bit, but it is what it is. Next year, I'll, I'll go chase IBCA points. And, you know, I'm not going to stop doing LSBS because it's it's around here. And a lot of IBCA big cookers will come to LSBS events here in Central Texas. And, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 teams. we got one coming up next month that'll be almost 200 teams. So. You know, LSBS is it's it's a good sanctioning body and it's got good cooks. So, well, I was going to say, I mean, it's easy for the IBCA teams to you know talk a little shit to you, but they're probably the first guys that aren't willing to show up to an LSBS and try and smack you down because you're kind of you know running it out there, and especially with the likes of uh, you know Kit Polk from Canned Heat. I mean, he's a pretty good cooker on his own, right? Yeah, oh, Kit's a good buddy of mine. He's uh he's got a personality of his own. Uh, the guy is a damn good cook, you know. I, I'm probably the youngest guy on the circuit cooking. You know, I'm only 33 years old, and, you know, I'm, I'll be damn near 40 cook-offs by December this year. So, you know, I'm, I'm going after it, and 
I'm getting up there with them guys and you know, they, they, they give me some crap and I give them some crap, but yeah, I'm going to cook with Kit this weekend in Johnson city. And we got another goat, uh, entry. It's going to be goat. So not very, uh, pumped about that, but we'll see how that goes. Brett Bourne joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Republic barbecue in regards to last weekend, uh, Brett, you know, what did you like about the cook? I mean, was there anything that happened that you weren't ready for or that kind of came out of the unknown or was it pretty much business as usual? It's uh, it's pretty much business as usual. I, I'm known to get to cook-offs late on Friday night. Um, most of the time, I'll prep all my food Thursday night, um, and then I'll, I'll get to a cook-off about 8, 9 o'clock. Um, got to the cook-off, I think, at mm, 6.37. Did a cook's choice, got the grill up, did a steak, ended up hitting second-place uh, steak on the cook's choice. Uh, but, you know, it, it's business as usual, man. Um you know, I'm I'm very well known to get a cook-offs late. I've even showed up to cook-offs the day of <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning and won. And people give me a lot of crap about it, but it is what it is, man. What are you cooking up? Uh, I cook on a stick burner. Um, I've had it for going on five and a half, six, seven years now. Uh, it's old school. It's uh, We revamped it last year. I spent uh, $15,000 and put it on a walk-on trailer and we insulate it and put mineral wool around it. I mean, it, I'll cook a, it, it'll, it'll go through three quarters of a bag of Western wood every Saturday morning. Is it a, is it one that you made or do you get it from somebody? Man, I bought it off Craigslist, uh, way back <laughs> when, when, uh, when I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so we've, uh, we added some more racks to it last year and, um, I'm getting ready to actually build a thousand gallon propane tank just for fun and catering and potential food trailer, maybe four or five years down the road this year, this winter. But, uh, I also got a chicken cooker on it and, and it'll run at 600 degrees and oh. it, it's a heck of a steak and chicken cooker. So, uh, got to get the viewers to go like Republic barbecue on Facebook and check out uh, some of the pictures. It's, it's a pretty neat trailer. It's one of a kind. Do you find uh, Brett and I'm asking just because I'm I'm still a little green on the Texas scene, but you know, in talking with uh, Doug Shiding and uh, you know Kit and some of the other guys, stick burners still kind of rule the day out there in regards to cookers that you guys are using down there, more or less, right? Yes and no. You know, you got pit maker down here now. Um, you got a lot of water cookers. Um, you got a lot of pellet cookers now uh like doug uses um you know it it's a pride thing when when i've been walking as much as i have this summer with a stick burner you know it's a lot more work it's a it, it's manual labor getting that keeping that fire going adding wood taking ashes out um controlling your wind uh whatever it may be um to where i can put a barbecue guru in there and put a water smoker and, and kind of leave it for four or five hours. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, at the end of the day, when I walk, it's, it's a pride thing. So, and uh, I'm never going to stop cooking on a stick burner. That's what I learned to cook on. That's what I'll continue to cook on for majority of barbecue cookoffs. You've tasted, I'm sure you've tasted some of the other barbecue entries from some of your buddies that are using different cookers from you. I mean, I've tasted cooker or I've tasted barbecue off of, I mean, I have a pellet grill or two. I have a gas barbecue. I have a, a Lang, you know, offset barbecue. But, and to me, 
Um, there just doesn't seem to be a comparable barbecue flavor than what a offset barbecue pit puts on barbecue, and, and whether it's because there is the live fire going and maybe there is some of that invested time and labor that you were just talking about uh, or the drafting, the, the the natural drafting that puts the smoke on the wood versus you know some of the other smoldering type stuff. I just don't think you can really beat, when it comes down to it, uh, the barbecue flavor that a stick burner imparts on barbecue than any options these days. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, you know, Texas is known for its barbecue. And if you look at some of the, you know, Texas monthly, and you look at some of the top 50 barbecue restaurants, about 98% of those guys are using stick burners. You take Franklin barbecue, who's the most popular barbecue in the nation right now. Uh, John Lewis with law barbecue. He went up and, uh, went over to, uh, South Carolina, Charleston. It's got five hour waits working with a brewery on a stick burner. Um, stick, you know, stick burners are never going to get, they're never going to go out of style and they're never going to get beat at the end of the day, you know, water smokers and, and, and all that, you know, they're going to win, but you come to Texas, you know, I'm a true believer in a stick burner. Brett Bourne joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Republic barbecue. Can you talk to me at all about your your flavor profiles and you know what you see as far as being popular and, and kind of winning down there at this point? Yeah, you know, goes all back to the stick burner deal. You know, I'm a little old school. I don't inject. Uh, I'm 100 percent salt pepper. Um, you don't inject. Some... You don't inject. I do not inject. Wow. I've hit uh, eight first place briskets this year, uh, and. Six of them have been 50 more teams. Is that a normal uh, thing, Brett? Do a lot of teams not inject down there, or are you in the uh, minority? Uh, I'm definitely a minority. All, right. All my buddies inject. Um, you know, I've kind of got it down to a science. I'm running a pretty good choice brisket, all-natural. Uh, you know, flavor profile, you know, I'm running a little salt pepper, Junior's Rub, a little Cosmos on it, uh, the cow cover. You, you know, you can't beat that. Um, but... Pretty much that's it, man. I'm not doing a whole lot. You know, I think my smokers got a lot to do with it. I got, like I said, it's old school. It's insulated. Uh, I start my fire at 6 o'clock in the morning, and my brisket's done by 1231. It sits in Cambro for two, three, four hours, depending on where I'm at, what the turn-in times are. Um, You know, I was at a cook-off a couple weeks ago, and a guy, he came up to me, and I hit a six brisket, but, you know, I granted overall, I hit a a second chicken and a, a fourth rib. He came up to me and he said, man, I know you didn't cook your brisket out here. Somebody probably brought you a brisket <laughs> because I never saw you do anything. You didn't even start your fire. Yeah. I drank a little bit that night, the Friday night before we had a good time. And he came out and tried to tell me that somebody brought me a brisket, a pre-cooked brisket. And I'm like, all right, dude. So I made it a point after I granted again this weekend, you know, it's been four in a row that, uh, you know, little comments were made on Facebook, but it's all for fun. Are you a whole packer guy, or do you just cook the flats? No, I cook a whole packer. Uh, uh, I don't know if y'all have sprouts up there, but I buy my briskets and sprouts. And uh, they're 12, 13-pound briskets. I'll trim them down to about nine. So, And what do you uh, what do you run those? The cooker at you like a, a normal 225 250 or you like to go a little hotter 300 300, 300 on a stick burn yeah 
perfect. Brett Boren joining me here on the show. Where are you going to be at again, Brett, next time? Uh, this weekend I got Johnson City, and then I'll be back uh, just a little south of Austin on the 20th uh, here in uh, town, a little town called Manor. And then uh, we got the big uh, state championship out in Burnett, which is north of Austin. So I'm actually cooking every weekend up until the weekend of Thanksgiving. My girlfriend hates me, and she's probably listening <laughs> to me right now, but it's uh it is what it is man <laughs> you, you got to be passionate about one or the other right <laughs> don't tell her i said that she'll punk, poke me in the eye um do you uh are you gonna so are like you actively trying to chase down uh kit polk from canned heat or or what uh i hope he's not listening but yes I do. you know kit yeah it, man i tell you that, that that guy he's one hell of a guy man he's uh he's he's a good guy but uh you know he's I think right now I'm at probably 230, 240 points. He's, he just reserved this weekend with 22 cooks. He's probably at 310, 312. You know, it's we got four, five cookoffs before we got uh, Texas National Championship and Meridian, Texas. So, you know, hopefully he takes a little break and goes on vacation and lets me <laughs> catch up to him. But either way, I'm happy for him. He's happy for me. It is what it is. We'll do it again next year. All right, last question before I let you go, and appreciate the time tonight, Brad. You said you're just outside of Austin. You mentioned Franklin's Barbecue. Have you ever had it? Yes. Uh, about you... three and a half years ago, the first year that uh, he opened the place, I uh, went down there and waited in line by myself for two and a half hours uh, and had it. It it He makes a hell of a brisket, man. Is it is uh, it worth waiting two and a half or, or four hours or, or whatever for you want my honest opinion? Yes, I wouldn't be asking otherwise. Franklin Barbecue is a hip joint. So if you uh, look at 80, 90% of the people that are standing in line, they're all tourists that are here in Austin. <laughs> people from California, people from Europe, pe- band people, people that play in bands, people that want to go down to 6th Street in Austin. Um, it's a popularity deal, you know. It's, it, it's kind of the hip thing to do. Hey, I went to Austin. Hey, I went to Franklin's Barbecue. Me, I'm going to go to Law Barbecue. I'm a big fan of John Lewis and uh, his barbecue, uh, what he did with Law Barbecue, and what he's doing in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, right now. You know, eventually, when I get a little older, I'd like to do something like that. So, yeah, I don't want to ever pull my huge internet talk show host card, but I'm just going around the back and saying, "Fuck that!" I ain't waiting to no line for barbecue, man. No way. I mean, it, it can't be that. It, it ain't gonna make me see something that I don't already see. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I, you agree with me then. So now I'll send you a hat for sure because right. you said no. So perfect. Uh, Brett Bourne is the pitmaster of Republic Barbecue, and uh, Brett, I really appreciate the time tonight and continued success. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, man. We'll you see you. There he is, Brett Bourne from Republic Barbecue, and it seems one of us has a hat on his way to him. That would be me. I like hats. Chops Power Injector Systems. Brett, if you're going to get into injecting, this is what you're going to want. The Chops Power Injector System. National Barbecue Association's 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Comes in three awesome sizes, fitting your injecting needs. Backyard cooks, caterers, restaurant chefs, all using it. It's a patent-pending CHOPS power injector. Uh, the power injector system features not one, not two, but four needles, evenly spaced for a perfect distance. 
and even injecting. Also comes with three plug screws so you can use fewer needles to get around the bones if you need to. It's called versatility, folks. Let me break it down. Number one seller, the one I use right here in my own house, a half-gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for the competition or to pump up the backyard guy like me. So easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and away you go. If you just have one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all up, and it does. comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, a needle protector, $100. Then you have the one-gallon CHOPS power injector system, double the size of the one I just told you about. Now, this one would be like if you're an MBN whole hog cooker or you're going to do 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needle, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping anyway. The newest one, the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition Big Daddy. There's not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. Initially, it was designed for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue comp- uh, restaurants in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with a Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, three 12-inch gauge needles, two 11-and-a-half-inch gauge needles, three plug screws, a needle protector, 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using the Chops Power Injector System every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. The thing is, we live in a foodie world now that requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it, and you do it fast. It's not just for meat either. Attention, alcoholics. How about an alcohol-infused watermelon courtesy of the Chops Power Injector System? Yep. Made right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. You got accessories? You want accessories? They got them. You want to shoot the medium ground spices? You're worried that what you have might be a little too tight at the neck? They have fatter necks, so you can shoot whatever you want. Plus, you don't have to worry about clogging them up with the fat of the meat either. Chops Power Injector System gives your barbecue some power. BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. BarbecueKansasCity.com. All right, we're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox. Welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Brett Boren was great as a first-time guest for Public Barbecue Pitmaster. Eight grands, six reserves. 33 years old. So we're like the same age, <laughs> more or less. And he's kind of taking it. Maybe nobody paid any attention to his revelation not injecting. Not injecting. Wow. Crazy time. Obviously doing it well enough to win, though. A lot. So congratulations to Brett. We wish him continued success. This is Jim Minion. Yeah, yeah, whatever, Jim Minion. Give me a break. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up right here, actually. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Meathead, AmazingRibs.com, AmazingRibs.com. We talked sausage. We talked about... Internet advertising, if you got a website, how to make money, the monetization 
of your online presence. Uh, in the second hour, we talked with Bob Trudnack from the Barbecue Guru, thebbqguru.com. Caught up with him on the pits, on the pit temperature control devices, on his sauces and other products. We closed the show with Brett Bourne tonight, the pitmaster of Republic Barbecue. Second place in LSBS. Trying to chase down Kit Polk. We'll see how that goes over the course of the balance of the year. Much to his girlfriend's dismay and or chagrin. Because we won't be on when the date comes. I don't want you to think that because I'm not doing a segment on it tonight that for some reason this is the year that it has become unimportant versus the years in the past. September 11th is coming in three days. So tonight, more than ever, I say September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. we got a great show lined up for next Tuesday. Please join me. Tell everybody about the show that you know over the next week. Don't forget, 24 hours of this show tonight, getting ready to lock and load at 11.55 this evening. And we'll replay all day tomorrow. Go to the main website, click on the on the air, and you can take part in that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. As I say, the fun and frivolity of the Barbecue Central Show cannot be measured, only enjoyed. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.